Good morning. Happy, what day is today? I don't even remember what day. It is the 27th of July. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. Still coming back off from my trip, and I'm a little bit out of sorts today, understanding where I'm at and how I'm at. Back in Studio 1A, as you can see here. The readings that we're going to follow today are, in fact, right down here, as I point, and reading them from my tablet, or you can read them from the screen. They are Proverbs 18, 7 through 16, Romans 10 through 10, 5 through 11, 20, and 1 Chronicles 2, 18 through 4, 8. And it is in Proverbs that we're going to start today. I'm actually going to read for you verse 9. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. Pretty simple proverb there. Let's unpack it a little bit. Both are not productive members of society. Both don't contribute to what is needed for society to serve all. Ultimately, both are selfish with a sense of entitlement that others can and should provide for their needs. I think that taking away the concept of personal responsibility and, and giving too much to someone beyond what is needed to help them get on their feet, so to speak, that that's not a good thing. You're actually taking away their ability and their desire to work. You're, you're encouraging laziness. You're encouraging lack of productivity. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. It's not a good thing. Even if there are good intentions there, the, the, in my opinion, the focus of any social program should be to help somebody get back on their feet. I come from a family where I was raised by a single parent, my mother, and she worked very, very, very hard in the early, mid, and late 70s to pull herself back up on her feet after her divorce. And she did have some assistance, but in general, she built on that and built a dynasty. And I have a lot of thankfulness for her and not only for what she did for us as children, but what has instilled in me to this day, that concept that, that you do not sit on your, she would say, duff and just let other people provide for you. You have to go out and you have to um, pay your dues. As one of her closest friends who passed many years ago once told her and told me, which I've kept that also as a mantra for my life, if you will. You, you have to pay your dues. You don't have things handed to you. Got off on a tangent there like I usually do. We can be an example, though, to help these types of people. And, it's, uh, and certainly, and, and, and try to assist with them anytime. Because we all fall. We all have times in our lives where we need help but we don't want to rely upon them beyond what then how we can use our God-given talents to become back to being productive ourselves. At some point, they're actually both, they're better served to be, to force to be productive. So that's really what I got from this. It, 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 it's again, one of those, I know Proverbs is like a listing of like, you know, short little pieces of advice, but this one really struck at me because it, it uh, of the personal connections. 
New Testament, we're in Romans 10, as I mentioned before, starting in verse 5. I'm going to read for you verse 9 here. Quote, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is straight and to the point. Only by this belief are we made right with God, not through obedience to the law. Quote from verse 12, Jews and Gentile are the same in this respect. And then verse 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, with, and I'm adding that belief in your heart. And I'll get to why I say that in just a minute. Will be saved. So anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now you have to have belief in your heart because, and I can't remember where else that this is noted. Uh, somewhere along the line, the line is not everyone who calls me Lord will be saved or I won't know them or something along those lines. I'm, I'm not that biblically savvy that I can quote, that I can quote and reference book and verse chapter and all that and even have different, different translation quotes there. But the general idea is that you can't just like say in order to save yourself at the end, if you're being selfish, like Lord, Lord calling out, it's not, it's not within your heart. So that's, that was why I, that's my clarification to that statement. I believe that the interpretation is correct. I could be wrong. Remember we have the forum. If you ever have a question or want to call me out on something, you can go to secondchancebook.org, click on forums or topics. I think it's called, uh, there's really no activity in there right now. I haven't checked in a couple of days, but really I haven't been publicizing it. And, and, and quite honestly, this podcast is not on the level of Joe Rogan. So there's not an awful lot of consumers of it yet. Um, but I'm hoping that maybe that changes in some way, shape or form at some time and laying out the forum structure right now. Stephen Covey once said, begin with the end in mind. That's what I'm doing. So as Paul then says, quote, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? So Paul is emphasizing what I just said. You can't truly call on someone to save you if, unless you have that belief there. Otherwise, you're just, it, it's out of desperation. But there are some who have not heard his message. We're still in that phase of preaching the gospel worldwide in some way, shape, or form. I like to think that this podcast in a little bit of a way kind of helps contribute to that. But there always are going to be some who hear the words and don't believe. Verse 21, quote, all day long I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. And this is actually Paul quoting from Isaiah 65 two, the Greek version, according to my Bible app notes. Remember, uh, I'm I'm reading from NLT, so there may be uh, some difference in translation. But anyway, in verse 7, quote, most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God they are looking for so earnestly, end quote. Now, a few have, but the hearts of the rest were hardened. And again, this comes down to that belief. And I, and I personally believe that a lot of the issue is, again, I say this a lot. And the more that you listen and watch this, the more that you'll hear this. It's like there's there's this chicken egg cycle thing. There's the idea of like, okay, show me proof a little bit and then I'll believe a little bit. Show me more and then I'll believe a little bit more and so on and so forth. But the impetus there with that line of thought is I want to see some proof first that God, you exist. Otherwise, I'm not going to believe. And that's not the way it works. You should have faith without 
seeing. Blessed are those who believe who do not see. Jesus says, I believe to Thomas after Thomas doubted him, doubting Thomas, by, um, and Jesus invited him to stick the finger in the wounds. I hope I have that biblically correct. I, I, and I will guess that that came from Acts, but I'm not sure. Um, it, it is true that I think that as your faith grows, you start to see more as far as proof goes. And as I always like to point out, that if you just walk outside and take a deep breath and look, be present right then and there, you feel the presence of God. You can't help but not. But we are always so busy in our lives, we're just bypassing that. We're just going back and forth, up and down, and all this and all that. Uh, we're in Old Testament now, First Chronicles 2, 18 through 55 is where we're at. So then Herazon, other descendants of Herazon, or Herazon, Hezron, excuse me, beyond the lineage that led to David are listed. I'm not really getting any significance of beyond the record keeping that's going on here. And we go into 1 Chronicles 3, list the sons of David, starting with those born in Hebron. So I can understand now the significance of listing David's descendants since the Messiah was to come from David's lineage. That was the whole idea. And that ended up happening. Solomon was one of the sons born to, in Jerusalem to David. We know that. The listing doesn't include those sons born to concubines. I guess those didn't count in the lineage. It basically says, and David had other sons born to concubines. But we don't need to record those. The writer also points out that the concubine's son's sister was Tamar. And we went over her story earlier. I think that that was in first or second kings, certainly one of the kings. Then the descendants of Solomon are listed. I'm assuming that since he was king after David, that makes sense. Then continues through Jehoiachin or Kin. First Chronicles 4. Now we go back to the descendants of Judah again. I'm not clear why. Earlier we followed Perez. Now here we follow son Shobal's lineage. There's a lot of lineage stuff going on in Chronicles. A lot of talking about facts and all that, and it's interesting, but it also can get to be a little bit monotonous, um, and a lot of listing of names, and almost like you need to have like a family history chart in order to see this. I am sure that people have done that. You can probably look that up on the internet. Have I done that as of yet? I have not, but it might not be such a bad idea if you're curious and you find yourself with some free time, which sometimes it seems like I am in very short supply of. And that's it for today. I love the fact that you're joining me on this journey. I don't know how long I'm going to do this. I am planning to do it again next year. And next year is actually going to be a the first year of starting from the beginning on the daily thing. 365 in a row episodes. It's not a leap year next year, is it? What happens if you have a leap year and you're doing that? I think it is a leap year next year. Oh, my. That's going to be interesting. So... Maybe we have 366 days to do 365, so we get an extra one built in just in case to catch up. We'll see. That's it for today. It is now finally that's it for today. Um, I'm happy that you've joined me. I hope that you have a wonderful, blessed day and that you live today as if the king is coming back today. Take care. <laughs>